Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Oh. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? And welcome in to the finally it's a Friday edition of Gwen and Chris on uh, San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. I think the time is 2.01, guys. I could not sign in to my uh, computer today because why? I had to change my password yesterday. You can't remember your password. You may huh? remember that. No, I, I remembered it. I got signed in. All right. It is 2.01, and uh, we welcome you to the program today. Heading into a uh, huge old uh, sports weekend here, we've got a good uh, show lined up for you. AJ Casavell from MLB.com, uh, Padres uh, beat writer there, will join us uh, at the bottom of this hour, and uh, we will check in on the uh, on the uh, Padres, who surprisingly, guys, surprisingly to me, based on a grade from the Athletics, very renowned sports reporter Jim Bowden. What Jim say? Jim gave the Padres a grade of a B for the off season. As a matter of fact, Did there's only that surprise only, you as a good grade or a bad grade. It surprises me as a good grade. Okay, I, I wouldn't think the Padres would be getting a B. I think they'd be closer to a C or a C minus. Really? Yeah, uh, based on the fact that they uh, they parted with Juan Soto and they have holes in their outfield and they have still holes on their pitching staff. I, I would think that at least to this point, like I wouldn't be able to give the Padres a grade. To this point, I mean, if you ask me what's AJ Preller's grade for this offseason, I would give you the grade of INC, period. <laughs> Incomplete? Incomplete. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's, we know it's not done because if it's done, then the Padres are going to go into the season short in several areas or at least counting on young players we've never heard from in several areas. Right. So I think there's a lot more to do. Um, but I would think on the surface, losing Juan Soto would just, to the national media, would sound the alarm. And, um, you know, basically Juan Soto has not been replaced. Now the Padres well, have replaced him with a bunch of pitching. That we know. I think but it's a, I, I thought a B was a little higher than I expected. I, I think it's in, you got to take the context of which the B is given. Okay. Uh, it, it starts off by saying the Padres needed to lower payroll. Wow. So that is, I think, he's accomplishing that. He definitely accomplished that, and I think on top of top of lowering the payroll, you were able to get the package that it seems like everybody had a pretty high grade on when it went by when it went through. Right, all the pictures that the Padres, that the Padres got, Padres got from, from the uh, Yankees. So yeah. if you are judging it, and I think this is where Jim Bowden is judging it from, okay. uh, from that standpoint of lowering payroll and what you were able to get back. From Juan Soto for mm-hmm. Juan Soto, yeah, and Trent Grisham. I mean, you, you feel pretty. All right, you feel pretty good about. I that. think Jim Bowden's just trying to kiss our butt a little bit because you and I. <laughs> Why are norm- would he do that? Well, because he, maybe mine. 
because I'm always so hard on the guy. I'm not really a big Jim Bowden fan, but uh, the fact that he gave a B is uh, pleasantly surprising. There's only four Wait. teams with a higher grade. Really? Then the Padres, the Dodgers, of course, got an A plus plus plus. Cost them a billion dollars, but they got their A plus uh, plus. The Braves get a B plus. The Diamondbacks get a B plus, and the Yankees get a B plus. Here's some other context. For there's a bunch of teams with Bs, but there's only four teams ahead of the Padres. Here's more context for the Padres and their B from from Jim Bowden. Okay, they were creative in dumping Carpenter's contract. Ah, that's true. That was an $8 million move right there. Did a good job of moving Barlow's, too, who remember what the Padres acquired from Yes, that's right. They they swapped relief pitchers and got somebody who on paper... Is controllable, too, at that. And on paper seems to be just as good as Barlow. Right. For a cheaper price. Then they they ended with signing relievers, Matsui and Go, were risks worth taking at their respective price points. But the Padres will not come close to replacing the impact of departing free agent John Hader. So you can see, right up until that point, it had been all positive. And then yeah. at the end, well, he gives you kind of where it settles in at a B. It I think like. the loss of Soto is not going to be that that huge. I, I know, every, he time he, I know every time he hits a home run into the lower deck in Yankee Stadium, Padre fans are going to you know, you know know light up Twitter and say, what the hell were we doing? But I think you can be better team, a better team. Well, without Juan Soto, now, I know that I'm clear, in the said, I'm in the minority there, but I feel that. To be clear, he didn't say Juan Soto. I was just making oh. sure you heard. It. He said Hater. Oh, Josh Hater. Hater, you won't be able to replace ultimately. Oh wow, really? Like, I, I, like to me, I think I a closer is the easiest thing to replace. Well, I, again, I think it's in the context that we're talking about, right? Because Soto, I think on paper, obviously would be hard to replace. But remember, the Padres have offense. They have dudes in that lineup that yeah. you know can can. Can not necessarily replace, but can kind of hold those pieces that maybe Juan Soto would have been holding. You know, whether it's Bogey, whether it's Manny, whether it's Toddy. Um, but having a closer, despite how you may feel about Josh and his availability, when he came into the game, it was pretty much a done deal. Lights out. It, you weren't. You you just and we talked about it yesterday. There aren't a whole lot of closers in today's game where. You That's can, the case. You can pencil it in. Well, I was thinking about it the other day when we were talking about it. You got Duvall in San Francisco is pretty much their ninth inning guy, guaranteed. Uh, you've got well, you had Hater yep. here in San Diego. I mean, how many more it's, are it there? Gets, it gets harder. De- to start Devin with. Williams in Milwaukee comes yep. to mind yep. as a as a you know Diaz guaranteed was, Diaz closer. Was hurt all last year. Yeah, Diaz wasn't. He can't figure in because he was hurt last year. I mean, most teams settle like I mean, you look at the Rangers. Leclerc ended up closing games for them in the playoffs. He wasn't really heard from very much during the regular season. As a matter of fact, the the veteran Will Smith That's right. was the closer for the Rangers for most of the season until Bochi decided come postseason he was going to go with Leclerc and it worked out obviously very well. Yeah. But the Rangers they had a mishmash of guys. And in fact, uh, acquired a role as Chapman late in the season to pitch the eighth inning. And by and large, Chapman did a pretty good job in the postseason as well. I mean, that's why the Rangers, God, the Rangers won it all last year. Just they a did. reminder Bruce Bochy is on top of the baseball world yet again heading into this season. That is crazy. But I will say this. I don't think that the Rangers were picked for any more victories last season going into it. Than the Padres will be picked for this year. I do you get what I'm saying? Yep. Like the Rangers were probably pegged for what 83, 84 wins last year. 
going Somewhere into the season. I mean, most people had certainly had the Astros and the Mariners ahead of them in the AL West, and a lot of people still had the Angels ahead of them in the AL West. Um, the Padres are going to be around 83 or 84, would be my prediction for their over-under win total when it's all said and done. That'll be about the same spot the Rangers were in. Yeah. So, the, the, the division, never can tell. What's the wild card number look like? What's the division number look like? Yeah. I mean, it's... Usually again, 88 I'm, or 89 to um, get into the playoffs. On paper, you know, you can you can come up with big numbers, but as as you saw last year, it, nah, doesn't, it doesn't, really doesn't mean matter. anything. doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. At uh, all. all right, uh, AJ Casavell to talk Padres with us. Uh, coming up at the bottom of this hour, speaking of uh, the Padres, one last thing, and, and I'm stealing this straight from our friend Ben Higgins this morning. But it was funny. Um, the Padres, uh, well, he has, he, Ben Higgins and I both have something in common. We both pay extra money for the content on ESPN+. I'm glad this is being brought up. We do this because we love you out there, and we want to pay for that inside information that you aren't willing to pay for. We'll got, we got you. We got you. Yeah, we, we got, got you. you covered. If ESPN Plus writes got something, you. we'll be able to tell you what it is. And so I'm going to get to that in a second. But Ben was joking about, because uh, Woods said to Ben, hey, you know, you don't have to pay for that. You can always use Adam Klug, our program director. You can use his account. Oh, I use that. Is that the one you use? I do, yeah. Well, because you don't, you're not willing to pay. And I exactly. don't, you know, that's a smart move. But as Ben pointed out in retort to that, yeah, I don't click on Adam Klug's account because his favorite teams are the Hawks, the Falcons, and the Braves, <laughs> and I don't feel like following all of those Atlanta teams. It's true. It's true. Scraby has some of the most obscure facts of Atlanta yes. sports teams it'll yes. be like, he's on there. It'll pop up on my phone. It'll be like uh, some bench guy on the Hawks. He he has been cut, and they, they signed this guy from their G like, League squad. I'm this like, is what? Random. And then every time they, they start a game, it says Hawks at. Same with the Falcons. I have never... Got so much meaningless Falcons information. Well, in my anything life. about the Falcons is meaningless. Yeah, I mean, it's just is. meaningless. You could you throw the Hawks in there too. It just always has been meaningless. The Falcons <laughs> and the Hawks, two teams that nobody cares about. So that's why I pay for my own ESPN Plus, so I don't have to deal with that. But one thing ESPN Plus did is they went through all of the remaining free agents and um, and they they predicted where they'll wind up. Real quick, yeah. Before you jump into that free agents, you sure. cross one off who decided to retire. Today. Oh, I know. Yeah. And Michael, Michael Brantley. Brantley. Yeah, yeah. That's that a- was more bad news for the Padres, I must tell you, because he was another guy that you and I were in love with. But the one guy that ESPN is predicting will wind up with the Padres is none other than Justin Turner. We that, talk, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you and I mentioned Justin Turner. The first thing you have to do, get out of your mind with Justin Turner is that he used to play for the Dodgers. Get over Just it. get that out of, the, out of your mind. Yeah. The fact of the matter is he's a terrific hitter and he'd be I think he'd be a great DH here and if you need him to you know plug in and play a little first base uh, or if Manny goes down for a couple of days you want to you know put him in at third base you probably could still get away with that but Justin Turner had a productive year for the Red Sox last year and he's always been productive as a hitter you know and he's what? a gamer too I was going to say the Padres don't really have like yeah uh, I can't think of a good word to use on. on they don't air. have as many gritty guys as I think we would like them to have, and that I'll say it for you. you. you yeah, you. Kinda, I'll say it for you. You kind of need one of those dudes. Is yes, not in the 
not cut from the cloth of like nice, you know, good guy. You, you kind of need somebody who can. And I'm not saying Justin's a bad guy. I'm just saying he plays with a little bit of uh, bit of an edge. edge. And, and other teams don't like playing against him. No. I mean, no. that's always good to have on your team. Yeah. So I, I, I hope ESPN is right on that prediction. I actually hope they're right. I hope anybody's and, right and about anybody and, and right now. And despite his age, he's, he's, he's continued to be productive. Now there's always the, the risk you take with an older player that this is the year that wow. the production falls off. But, yeah. you know, you probably get him for a pretty decent price. Yeah, production didn't fall off last year. No. 276, 23 home runs. 96 RBIs. Yeah. At what age? 38. He's 39 now. But 96 RBIs last year. Money. I mean, that's that's more than he ever had with the Dodgers. Way more. The most he'd ever had with the Dodgers before that was 90. And that was seven years ago. Anyway, I will never I like forget what Tony and Jesse were talking about with Justin Turner years and years and years ago. And it was that he's like one of the closest standing he's one of the closest guys who stands to the plate so every time i look he is literally on top of the plate how does he not how does he not get scared back foot like taking out the the chalk in the back the back of the box yeah no scrapey that was that was actually spoken like a true midweek softball guy what do you mean (laughs) how does he not get scared well i mean like because tony doesn't understand that he used to stand in there against chapman in 104.3 if you had his his lineup in the box would you be a little scared of a a pitch coming at you i don't don't think those guys can be scared i mean that's that's something they have to all get over i would what i would be worried about is making sure i get the barrel there like that's what i was gonna say you know have less time on an inside pitch right Okay, maybe he's not scared, but geez, that would be that he's, would he's be a built lot. For it. Justin, but he's not Justin scared. Has, you are. Has, you would be. He has short arms. Not doubting that. So I mean, being on top of the dish is, is a benefit for. He's got T Rex arms. I don't know if he's got T Rex arms. T Rex <laughs> arms. He's definitely got shorter oh, arms. Oh, now I really hope Justin Turner comes to the Padres oh, so we can go good. tell him that you said he had T Rex arms. Speaking of T Rex, there's a guy named uh, Ty Ty Willingham. I think his name was. I remember him. He used to play for the Marlins. Yeah. He had the shortest arms. Oh yeah. And he used to just be on the plate, and you try to think pitchers think they could get it in on him, just, just short stroke. Them, right there, right, right, right on that inside part of the plate. So. Leave it a scraby to have a, a a supposed T-Rex sounder at the ready, <laughs> ready to for roll. this conversation. Oh, this was a, a raptor. That was a raptor. That yeah, was actually yeah. a Vasilloraptor. Velociraptor. Velociraptor. What? Velociraptor. Oh. By right. the way, have you guys heard how uh, Zion pronounces <laughs> lackadaisical? I haven't. I have to get this, this for after the break. Is this I as have good, to get is this. Is this as good as uh, as uh, Roger and his uh, Tua? Oh, Tua? oh, yes. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Tua Tonga Valawa. It's it's worse. It's, a long, oh, it's, it's worse. worse than that. It's All worse right. because right. he like he like just aborts mission on the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, I got to get that for. All right, please get that. Uh, the uh, golf season is underway. The uh, Century Tournament at Kahlua, uh, Kapalua, Kahlua. Uh, I think a lot of these guys wish it was Kahlua, the way they're playing out there. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, any to talk golf, Charlie Hoffman will be on the show today is what I'm trying to get at. And golf, of course, is uh, involved, embroiled in this big situation with PGA and LIV and where it's going to go and We'll see what Charlie Hoffman has to say. He always sets the record straight with us. Yeah. That's coming up in the uh, 3 o'clock hour today. Daily Gambit, Chris versus the fans, Big Five. And it is a Friday, so we will have our uh, weekly countdown uh, coming up a little bit later today. The five things that we are looking forward to most 
this sports year. The five things we are looking forward to most this sports year. Scraby said, oh, man, I already have number one. And you know what's funny? I know what your number one is, and that will be on my list, except the exact opposite of what you hope will happen will be on my list. You don't know what's my number when one. When we get to that. The Sharkies win the Stanley Cup? That's you know, yeah, you right. know it's not that. We know it's not that. So uh, that's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And until then, we will uh, kick around a whole bunch of stuff. USD was on TV last night. I watched him against St. Mary's. We'll talk a little college hoops. Aztecs get ready to host UNLV tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, out at Viejas Arena. And for you hockey fans out there, uh, if you hadn't heard, if you were planning on going to Gulls Hockey this weekend, I guess a water main broke underneath the sports arena. Yes. And so they've canceled all events at the sports arena this weekend. So yeah, I was going to go down and play plans. some soccer, and I can't You were going to be in a uh, celebrity tournament. Uh, Mr. Elston had uh, signed you up for this, I understand. Uh, well, I was excited to do it because it's a little bit of activity. Did he um, understand that this was a, supposed to be a celebrity tournament? I, I realized that. Okay. But, uh, I'm not but he went with stature. you anyway? I guess so. He I went with so. you anyway, huh? I guess so, yeah. You were going to be in the tournament. You were going to be in the celebrity you know, soccer match. It's kind of a relief because. I might be the worst soccer player on the planet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I I was never good at soccer. Soccer like was that sport I played as a kid, and then I quit because I was so bad. And I started playing football instead. Why, but, but do you, you just have you, a were, bad were hand foot? Do you have a bad eye foot? Uh, no, I just never was able. To, yeah, I was never able to do the the the, the dribbling thing in soccer. Like I would kick dribble. it too far. I need to dribble. Well, no, I mean, isn't that what they call it, Tony? When you're running down the field, you're dribbling the ball. Yeah. Yeah, see? Boom. Wait, is it dribble? You got I don't think so. I don't know. I guess, it, well, yeah, I for lack of a better it. term, I guess it would have to be dribble. I don't know. Some soccer oh, fan See, Adam's us. in the window. He's telling me, yes, yes, it's yeah, dribble. Right, it's yeah. dribbling? Yeah. It's dribble. Yeah. Dribble. Yes. No, oh, I thought that was the stuff coming out of your mouth right now. Yowzers. I thought that was dribble. Let's just leave that on its own. <laughs> All right. Um, that would be drool, by the way. No, no, you can dribble. I've heard I that. call it dribble. I've heard that. Okay. Kids dribble. Can we go to break now? <laughs> Gwen and Chris underway for a Friday. One way or another, we'll get to uh, 6 o'clock. Stick around and enjoy the festivities on 97.3 The Fan. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 224 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Crisello, Matt Scraby. Speaking of Matt Scraby, he was just imploring Chris and I to make sure we uh, promote it. What is going to be a new one, ladies and gentlemen, the Matthew Scraby Show. That's not what the name is, but thank you. Uh, this is not how I envisioned all this going down. The Matthew down. Scraby Experience? No, it's not. not that it's either. not. Oh. Um, yes. I think the Matthew Scraby Experience would be a pretty good name, I think that actually. Would be, I've already fire. made fire. Being already, as you're going to be going off in all kinds of wild This is not directions. going the way I planned it to go. But I've already made the graphics, so we're stuck on you the know, name. You can change it. I've seen, nah. I've seen you work. The exp- Matthew Scraby experience is a lot of text. I like it's it. A lot of text. With a bunch of with a with a lava lamp as your logo. A lava lamp. Yeah. What Something from the seventies. Yeah. All right. Can you guys let me do this real quick? Psychedelic. <laughs> psychedelic. 
colors and things like that? The so, Matthew Scraby experience. As you all know, you have been, to be okay, Chris. You have to be on something in order to figure it all out. <laughs> you have good. to be on something. Yeah. This is not how I thought this was going to go. Uh, but yes, there have been some changes on the station, as everybody knows, and there's going to be some additions as well. So the Scraby Show starts Monday, and it will be from 6 to 7 p.m. weekdays. And when the Padres play, it's not going to be on. I mean, when the Padres or the NFL is on the station, it's not going to be on. But if there is nothing going on sports-wise, it's going to be the Scraby Show. Starting 6 Monday to night? 7 p.m. Starting Monday, Monday night. 6 to 7, right after this program. I was, I was listening to all you 6 p.m. drivers out there. When we moved from 3 to 7 to 2 to 6, there were a lot of uh, sad people that they weren't going to get any live radio on the way home. So now everybody gets live radio. Huh? Very good. You so, get live radio. You, you get, get live radio. radio. It'll be on YouTube. And you, It'll be fun. And you get psychedelic live radio. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming the from. The Scraby experience. Don't I like it. <laughs> Scraby, I gotta give you some more. I hate more to say props. it, that's what hey, I'm gonna call it every can time. We just... Can I give you some more props real yes. quick? Excellent job in cutting up your whole stroke incident yesterday. Oh, I think I need what? to play this. Yeah, the the whole, you know, giving out strokes. Handing out strokes, whatever your terminology. Oh was, yes, when we were yes. talking about golf. Yes, yeah, sure, you, you didn't yeah. know what your mouth was doing again <laughs> yesterday. Uh, no, do you guys want to hear it? I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, explain the story if you were. Oh well, well, this is kind of a cut up of what we did yesterday. But we were in sports court. Someone was talking about golf. Chris was he, his friend was charging him a stroke for a lost ball, and this is what came out of it. I'm way too way too generous with my stroke giving. Never mind. Are, are you really? Never mind. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I did not Let's mean for that. that to happen. <laughs> I did not. That sounds like a promo to me. Uh, Scraby's giving out strokes. I can't wait to hear that one. I'm going to laugh for a while on that one. Nate says, Scraby, maybe you should date her. You uh, might be a generous stroke yeah. giver, but I don't think she really <laughs> wants to leave her boyfriend for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. That was good. There you go. You can go see that at Matt Scraby. Oh, um, job well done, my Thank man. you. Job but well yes, done. the Scraby Show, six to seven p.m. starting Monday. You can get it here starting Monday, six to seven. P.m. All you have to do is change the word "show" to "experience." I don't know why Chris is trying to ruin this huge moment in my life cool. and put a lava lamp. I don't on know why there. Chris is trying to ruin this humongous moment in my life. I mean, I've been working I'm in trying radio. To, I'm trying, trying to. to I'm it. trying to enhance it. I've yes. been working in radio for nine years. This is what I've been working towards. It's taken find, me nine find years. The Scraby show it is. The Scraby thank show you. it is. All right, Scraby thank you. Uh, the National League West, depending on how you look at this, kind of a ho hum title. Just, if you ask just me. What National League West? No, Scraby no. show. Kind of ho hum. So is Gwen and Chris, but we're not going to talk about that. Why, why you gotta throw that in there? Man? What does he do to me? I'm just saying you don't have to take the bait. He took the bait there. I always take anyway. The bait. National League West, uh, depending on how you look at the deal, just went down not too long ago. Uh, the Giants could have gotten better. They could have gotten fleeced. I don't know. Depends on how you look at. It. But the Giants acquire Robbie Ray from the Seattle Mariners. They send Mitch Haniger, who just signed to the Giants last season. From Seattle. From Seattle. Lost, missed a lot of time uh, due to injury. Uh, and, and Anthony DiScafani, uh, they go back to the Mariners. Now, the Giants will also send $3 million to make this a neutral cash deal uh, because Robbie Ray's salary of 23 and um, Hanniger and DiScafani's uh, salary of 29 combined. So, uh, I don't know. To get another le- Giants get another left-handed 
pitcher that's uh, in their rotation. Yeah, and he's good. I mean, yeah. he won the Cy Young Award a couple of years ago. But I will say this, Anthony DiSclefani has been a Padre killer, has he not been? Over the last not, many he years? Was, he was. He had a good season against them last year. That's yeah, sure. he always seems to pitch well against the Padres. And Mitch Haniger is a borderline all-star player. I, You know, I mean, if he's hurt like he was last year, then he's not an all-star player. But prior to that with Seattle, uh, I thought he was, uh, you know, he's had, if not an all-star, very close to it. He's so, had back-to-back really, like, injury-plague seasons. Yeah, like, last well, one with Seattle, last one with, with Giants. But prior to his, his best seasons did come. With the Mariners. So. Yeah. Well, the uh, Giants gave him uh, $43 million. Now they've traded him along with $3 million more dollars yeah. just to get rid of him. So, you know, I, I'm not saying the Padres do everything perfectly right, but a lot of teams out there seem to waste a whole lot of money on bad signings. I mean, there's always these, there's risk that comes with it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that risk. And Scraby, what's going on, man? Someone gave me a name for the show, and I couldn't. Stroking it with Scraby. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. And not what we're talking that's, about golf. We're talking about golf. That'll be on the X-rated I, channel. I, I digress. We're we talking digress. about golf. Yeah, you uh, digress there. <laughs> let's, let's go back to this whole baseball thing, because teams are getting more creative in terms of um, how they recruit free agents. And yesterday there was a photo taken at Fenway Park. Someone was playing Fortnite on the big screen. And, you know, what followed that were a lot of people, including one Blake Snell, who 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 responded to the said picture, standing on business. Because a lot of people feel like Boston, uh, Blake Snell might have been in the crib, been in the been in the house yesterday for the, oh. for the Red Sox mm-hmm. since Fortnite was on on the big screen. Okay. There's no truth to that. We don't know if there's any truth. He commented to that. on he it. He did comment. On I didn't it, understand I, what his comment meant. I think you know. I think he was he was only feeding into the prospect that he was in the building yesterday. Is how I took that. But it is also said that the Red Sox uh, rival, the Yankees, could be very interested. in A lot of people out. are predicting that he's going to wind up there with the Yankees. He said. Standing on business with crying laughing emoji, which I have no idea what that means. I've asked several people, and no one knows what that means. I mean, standing on business means I'm st- I'm standing on my word, my whatever the things that I believe in. That's what it generally means. Oh, so means. playing Fortnite. So you know, maybe that's what he <laughs> okay. was he was referring okay. to. But yeah, one of those people is John Heyman. Believes that uh, now that Yamamoto is off the board for the Yankees, they will now sh- shift their attention. To Mr. Blake Snell. Well, uh, Blake Snell, I'm glad for Blake Snell that there there's hopefully some big name, big money teams out there that still want him. Because I'm worried that Blake Snell's not going to be able to find the kind of contract that he deserves. And we talked about this the other day. If Yamamoto's getting $350 million and he's never pitched an ounce of Major League Baseball, a two-time Cy Young Award winner in Blake Snell... Ought to at least be getting something in that neighborhood, and I got to believe that Blake Snell is going to be holding out for something in that neighborhood. We, we, we talked the Yankees about it. could probably give it to him. You have to believe that Yamamoto's deal has raised the the dollar sign up tremendously for a guy like Blake Snell. I would I, think. I would think so. Uh, it might be some time because of that. It might be some time before he signs because you start getting into those high high dollar figures. Uh, it gets a little complicated. You start talking to owners at that point. You're not no longer talking to GMs. You're talking to owners. So 
we'll leave it. We leave it there. We'll get to break here. AJ Casafield joins us next. MLB.com. We'll talk a little bit of the Padres' recent moves and get into uh, what it's going to look like in spring training as we get closer and closer. More Gwen, more Gwen and Chris on the way. All right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 2.39 is the time. Uh, one player who will not be uh, saving the Padres' fortunes in 2024, former catcher Austin Nola has signed a deal, guys. He's now with the Milwaukee Brewers, signing a minor league contract. Good for Austin. I think everybody's going to root for Austin Nola, you know, just to make a comeback. I don't know about everybody, but. Why not? Just because there's always haters out there. I well, mean, that's, that's just kind of how it goes. Scraby speaking for all the haters out there. I am a huge Sonola guy. I don't know why you keep putting words in my Well, then why did you even bring it up? I mean, I just said that I think everyone's going to be rooting for him. Why would you root against him at this point? I mean, there were a lot of people. <laughs> Do you remember what happened last yeah, year? Yeah, they were definitely on his head about it. All right. Well, he's no longer root, ours to kick for, around. We're rooting for Austin. He's for no sure. longer ours to kick around. Who will be ours to kick around? To that end, we go out to our phone lines, and we get ready to visit with our friend from MLB.com, A.J. Casaville on 97.3 The Fan. A.J., how you been? Good to talk to you. I've been good. The new year so far treating me well. Uh, a little busy. A yeah. busy start with uh, some news on Wednesday, but I expect more to come. Are you rocking uh, long hair, man bun? Or we how how where are we? Have we evolved in from that <laughs> standpoint? Where are we at? We're still still long hair, still man bun. I'm letting the beard grow a little bit too. Okay. It's, off, it's full off season mode. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be more I'll be more cleaned up, a little more clean shaven. The man bun will probably be less scraggly come come February 10th or whenever I have to report. But uh, fair, fair for enough. now, I can just kind of let it go. Well, AJ Casabell, as you, uh, we see him on the MLB network all the time. It's a good thing you're not trying to get on the Yes network. They probably would frown on longer hair, the <laughs> Yankees and that organization. True that. Well, especially the beard that I've got going now. Yeah. And the beard. Oh, no, you'd have no chance. Hey, AJ, uh, Michael Brantley retired today. Uh, yesterday, Harrison Bader signed with the New York Mets. So, I, I don't know. I guess the panic. Padre fan, and that's probably a little bit of all of us, is thinking that the options are starting to run out as far as outfielders are concerned. What do you say to that at this point? I don't think that the options in the free agent market are all that enticing in the first place. I think maybe there there might be better options available via the trade market, and the Padres have pieces in their system that suddenly replenish that might be there to be traded from. I know they don't want to do that considering how well they've rebuilt it and how they want to rely on some of those guys going forward. But I mean, you're right. The, the, op- the options are coming off the board and they need to find them somewhere. I would just say that looking at um, maybe some of the lower level guys no longer being a part of that mix doesn't necessarily mean that the Padres don't have avenues to acquire what they're looking for. AJ, Mike Schilt, uh in his um, meeting with the, the the media the other day, Talked a little bit about the new arms they got from the Yankees, in particular, Brito and Vasquez. Uh, and sounds like they're going to have an opportunity to start. The Padres, um, although at least to this point, haven't been able to find that bargain piece as they did with Waka and Lugo last year, um, seem like they're they're headed in a direction where not only from a pitching standpoint, but maybe even on the position player side, that some of these young guys are going to get an opportunity. I mean, where, where, where are you seeing on, on that front? Yeah, I thought his comments yesterday were pretty interesting because it was the first time 
the, the rotation race has kind of come into clarity. Yeah. I mean, Schultz said that both of those guys would get the chance to at least compete for a starting job, which I think we kind of all assumed all along. But if you look at the way the rotation shakes out now, if they don't add someone, and I would still expect them to add someone, I don't know what kind of caliber of starting pitcher that would be necessarily, but I, I would expect there to, this not to be the group they go into the season with. That being said, there's opportunity there to be won. And I might even, like if I'm, if I'm listing out what the Padres starting rotation would be based on who they have, put those two guys in the back end. And so they're going to get that chance to start. Uh, they should probably come into camp preparing as if they're going to start, as if they need to build up their innings totals. And then I think if we go into the season and, and you see maybe one or both of those guys assume more of what a role that Nick Martinez assumed, uh, that, that is always possible as well. And, and the way Nick Martinez and pitchers of his ilk have built up for that in the past is just treat spring training like you're going to be a starter and you can always build backwards. And so, right. I mean, they're, they're two guys with stuff that, that's enticing. I think it'll be interesting to see how Ruben Niebla works with them. He's always kind of seemed to get the most out of the pitchers the Padres, the bring, the Padres bring in. So uh, those are two guys to, to keep an eye on, just, just stuff-wise and intrigue-wise. And, and the rotation race right now for those four and five spots are wide open. Maybe there'll be a sixth spot. Maybe they'll add someone else and it becomes the fifth and sixth spot they're, they're fighting for. But, I mean, they're, they're clearly in the rotation competition, as Mike Schultz laid out yesterday. AJ Casavell, our guy from MLB.com, joining us, talking some Padres here on this uh, Friar Friday, off-season Friar Friday, as it were. Uh, bullpen has certainly been addressed here in the last few weeks. I mean, uh, last couple of weeks, Matsui comes in, uh, Mr. Go, uh, Usuk Go. We, 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 I, I don't know. We, we just don't even want to try to keep pronouncing his first name because we don't want to get it wrong before we are introduced to him. But Mr. Go. Uh, joins what Robert Suarez? I mean, is that the back end battle right there? And I said yesterday, it seems like more major league teams are going to a a closer by committee. Uh, could we see that end up being the case with the Padres? I think Mike Schultz maybe hinted at that a little bit yesterday, and I think part of what he was saying was also that that those roles would be determined based yeah. on performance. But there's also the possibility if you've got a guy like Robert Suarez and a guy like Yuki Matsui who have very different skill sets from different arms, different, different handedness that you can play the eighth and the ninth inning based on what matchups are there and based on who you need to use when. And both those guys have handled the closer role in the past. Both of those guys, I don't think expect to be the, 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 the definitive closer uh, necessarily unless they were to earn that role. So they, they should be open to kind of maybe swinging back and forth. Those are, that's one way of approaching it based on to, to try and get the most out of what you've got in your bullpen. I think in the middle innings, you have Go, you have Wilson, uh, Cosgrove. Bullpens are volatile by nature. They're probably going to need to look to add another setup guy or two or maybe just kind of a, a, a non-roster invite or two that's intriguing with some upside. Uh, I would expect that. But I think, yeah, like you said, the bullpen, which was a serious question mark considering all the guys they lost a few weeks ago, uh, now looks a little bit more stable. Yeah, no doubt about it. A.J. Casaville joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And A.J., uh, Padres, we talked about a little bit about it. They moved Soto. We talked about the pieces they got back. Um, this is still, a, I think, a pretty good offense. I mean, you got some some good bats in this lineup still. Uh, there's still certainly some moves that A.J. Preller could have up his sleeve. I mean, uh, you, you obviously lose a lot with Soto, but... Talk about the potential of this offense with the, still the nucleus that they have in place. Yeah, it, it's still really high. I, I think they got to get the 
if, if these if these hitting coach hires and that remains to be seen kind of how it works out if they hit uh there's all the talent there for this to be a really good offense now i think they need to add a couple bats to, to the lineup and i think those are coming this offseason i don't know, know exactly what caliber but if you're penciling in fernando tetis jr manny machado xander bogart into the top of your lineup and you have complimentary pieces like Hassan Kim, Jake Cronenworth, like that's a, those are the, those are the bases, uh, basis of a, of a, of a good offense, a functioning offense. They've got some intriguing younger guys who might contribute at some point this season. There's Luis Camposano, who I think could be one of the better offensive catchers in the National League if he can put it together over the course of the season. Um, and so the, the, the foundation is in place to have a really good offense in San Diego, even without Juan Soto. It just kind of needs to come to fruition. Guys need to stay healthy. Guys need to maybe perform up to what they what they envision, what they expect to perform, and what their contracts say they should. But those are pieces for a really, really good offense next season. Get a hit with runners in scoring position. Wouldn't hurt yeah. the cause. Once or twice. For sure, yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned some of the young guys, and uh, we were looking at the list of top prospects, um, and especially in the outfield, which is where they seem to have some holes or do have some holes as of right now. And Samuel Zavala's high on this prospect list, but he's a, a high A player. Uh, Dylan Head, A level player Jacob Mar- Marcy who had the great uh, Arizona League but double A Homer Bush double A is it even realistic to think that some of these guys could make that big of a jump and contribute in 2024 or uh, would that be would that be too risky to you know be counting on guys like that to help you it would be too risky to rely on those guys to be a big part of the offense i don't think it's too risky to assume and and not all of those guys are necessarily in the mix for 2024, but I think a guy like Jacob Marcy, who had such a good Arizona Fall League, could be a, a platoon piece if he's your fourth outfielder, your third or fourth outfielder, and makes some starts here and there. Uh, if he earns it with with his spring, and if he earns his his right to stay on the roster once he once he if he cracks the big league roster, that's a piece that you can say, all right, maybe we don't need to go out there and necessarily get that that fourth outfielder that we're looking for. I think you still look at the Southfield. You see Fernando Tatis Jr. and Jose Zocar, the only two guys on the 40-man roster right now, if you add Marcy to that mix. That's still two openings that you want as you're probably two regular outfielders. And so there's there's still plenty of work to be done, and I don't think you can rely on that group this season to be the guys to, to solve that. There's maybe some potential for those guys being the answer in the future down the road, and so you can look at maybe shorter-term contracts or trades for guys with one year left on their on their deals. But it, it it probably wouldn't be prudent to look at those guys for as the solution for what what ails the Padres in the outfield right now. AJ with roster as it is, I mean, besides the obvious, right? You, you know, they they may still need to address the start and rotation. How they go about that, I think we'll find out. But when you look at the roster, where would you like to see this team add a pieces? We've heard a lot. Uh, at least when you read the publication, Justin Turner's a name that keeps being linked to the Padres. Don't know if that's true or not, but what would you like to see? What kind of piece would you like to see the Padres at? I think the piece I would like to see is maybe one of the pieces that's more scarce on the on the market. And it, and you look at what they lost in Juan Soto and even Trent Grisham, like the left-handed presence in that lineup. They they could really use a left-handed bat to break up how much righty how much how much right-handedness they have, especially at the top of that lineup. Like, if you're if you're drawing this thing out right now, you've got probably Bogarts, Kim, Machado, Tatis in some order as your top four. That's a lot of righties that, that can kind of be countered by a by a uh, right-handed reliever or wherever 
whoever's pitching, if, if they're right-handed, they can kind of counteract what the Padres can do. And so right. if you can find just any lefty bat that's potent enough against right-handers to just slot into that mix and take advantage of some of those, some of those righties that are that, that group's going to face. That's, I think what this, what the team's missing most of all, ideally that would be an outfielder who could, who could slot into one of those corners. Um, but that's what, what right now you're, you're looking at in, uh, in, in terms of what, what this roster needs. Beyond that, another outfielder, another rotation arm, maybe another middle innings bullpen arm. I think there's, there's clearly a few holes on this roster, but the lineup right now, which like you said, I think it has a chance to be potent, could really use a lefty bat with some pop. AJ, what about uh, the, what the Dodgers have done? Uh, just uh, from the Padre organization perspective, a, is there a danger that the Padres overreact to that? Apparently not, because they haven't gone out and spent money like crazy. But does this have any effect on what the Padres do as an organization moving forward this year and in the next couple of years to come? I think it's – I just think the way the playoffs are set up right now, the Padres don't have to be too overreactive to the Dodgers. And every time we've asked – I mean, Mike Schilt's been really steady on his message about this the whole time is that he wants to get back into contention for winning division titles. And however pie in the sky that may seem from an outside perspective, he, he reiterates that if the Padres focus on themselves, if they clean the little things up, if they do things like hit with runs and scoring position, get key outs when they need them, that they should be a lot better than what they showed in 2023. And I, I don't disagree with him on that front. I just understand that the Dodgers are also a seeming juggernaut. And so if the Padres are ever going to win a division and get a buy in the playoffs, they're going to have to somehow find a way to counter that juggernaut. If their financial might isn't, isn't at the Dodgers level and isn't what their level has been in the last year or two, I think there are other ways to do that. I think there's ways to build from within. They've revamped their farm system in a decent way. They'll just have to be a lot shrewder about how they've gone about things and in terms of the contracts they give out and whatnot. And and to some extent, you can look at the future and, and see that. They've got prospects like Ethan Salas, Jackson Merrill, who can, can help be a part of that. Um, and then if you if the Dodgers are the standard in the National League West, which they obviously are right now, I mean, there's still a path to winning the National League even if you don't win the National League West. And, and the Padres, I think, should certainly feel like they're a part of that, that playoff mix in 2024 no matter what. Agreed, AJ. We appreciate the time as always. Uh, congratulations on all the MLB Network stuff. I mean, I, I think that's a nice feather in your cap. You're doing a great job there. As and, always. Uh, yeah, and uh, we appreciate having you on the show as always and uh, look forward to seeing you soon down at spring training or, you know, if we happen to bump into you in Korea somewhere. I don't know. All right. Thanks, well, thanks, buddy. guys. I'm happy to come on. Wait, happy New Year. Hold on. Chris, are you planning on going to Korea? <laughs> no, but you are. I, I'm not going anymore. I mean, it's, it's too close to, to everything. You so. have, uh, AJ, I'm sorry. We're not going to see you in Korea. Well, Tony will see you That's in Korea. It. I'll see you in Korea. There AJ. you go. You guys can go share a – have a meal together in Korea. It'll be nice. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, AJ. There he goes. AJ Casavell from MLB.com joining us, getting us caught up on the uh, Padres situation here. As uh, we head into uh, January, or uh, you know, get January underway, AJ's got a month, month and a half, not AJ Casavell, but AJ Preller, to uh, plug some of the holes that the Padres still have. Uh, the Diamondbacks made a little move today, by the way. They claimed uh, infielder Diego Castillo off waivers from the Mets. Can't overlook the Diamondbacks. You just can't, right? I mean, they were in the World Series last year. 
Yeah. And I know everyone's kind of overlooking him because the Dodgers did so much, made so much noise. Giants made the trade today for Robbie Ray and uh, signed uh, their Korean outfielder. But the Diamondbacks, I mean, they're just young and they're going to get, they should get better, I would think. So it's a four team race yeah. in the National League West. Hey, National League West has is, is, is gotten tougher, you know. Thanks, yeah. Thankfully, the Rockies are can you know they haven't decided that they're going to. They're participate. like the, they're like the anchor that still tries to sink the division <laughs> to the bottom of the depths of the ocean. Everybody's ascending, and they're like crabs. What are those? Barrel, what are like those poor talk show down. hosts in Denver say when they speak about the Rockies? I don't think they speak about the Rockies. Just don't they probably, just ignore they don't them completely. Well, I, don't I don't know. know. The Broncos Denver aren't doing better. a whole lot better. I guess it's all <laughs> nuggets. I have actually heard, and this is real, that more people are mad about what happened with the Broncos and they are about the Rock. Well, it's a Bronco that. town. They, it's, a, it's always after, been a Bronco After going town. to the Rocky games and seeing that the support that people still come out and watch despite. Yeah, they don't seem sense. to care. They're that also still trying to get Dion out of there for that terrible end to the season that he had. No, they're not. All right. God, you just, you never, you're like an elephant there's, over there. You never forget this There's a real scraby right there, ladies and gentlemen. Daily Gambit's coming up next. It was a good night for me, not so much for Tony and Scraby. We will uh, explain when we return. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 